Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Queer Movie Night. This is Deb. And this is Peyton. Oh my gosh, and it's been so long. Yeah, wow. That, wow. This is our first <laughs> show since COVID started. Yeah. What have you guys been up to? I'm not yeah. having been up, up to much. <laughs> Deborah forgot the English language. <laughs> it's been a while. I mean, honestly, I feel rusty. I do. Yeah, yeah. And we're recording from home, which we've never done before. Yeah. yeah, so over. you're probably going to hear B's little footsteps a lot. His little <laughs> tiny footsteps as, he wa- as he's walking down the Yeah. I also got a pet over the COVID Yes, you did. Thing. Congratulations. Thank you. you tell us about your pet? Yes. Um, her name is Opal. She's a little kitten. She's, hi- <laughs> she's hiding somewhere right now. I would show you on camera. Um, I would love to see her. I would love to see that. I, I would love to see it. Um, but she's really sweet. Um, yeah, and I love her. Um, so Opal, that's what it's like. I, what is it like being a dad? Uh, it's a lot, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. She always wants to play when I'm going to bed, and I'm like, I'm tired. But I'll Aww. play with you so that you're tired too. <laughs> yeah, story of my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, we should probably introduce our guests so they don't have to sit in silence. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, it is like a different energy because I'm just looking at you guys on a computer yeah. screen. <laughs> it's different. It feels different. But I'm just glad that we're here. You know, Me too. I'm glad we're that here. we're starting this back up. Our last season kind of kind of got cut short. Um, so we're happy to be back and bringing you episodes with brand new guests um, and brand new movies. And we're excited to have you here. So um, speaking of our excitement, um, let's welcome today our, our very special guest, Brendan Tran. Yay! Yay! I try my best to stay silent. I was like, I want to laugh. I want to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> it is like what is the protocol for that so you don't yeah. know if like you need to wait in the corner until we do a big grand announcement for you to make a yeah. peep well you know i i would have been fine if you did a little giggle yeah <laughs> <laughs> brendan um, how are you i am doing okay um i'm a little <laughs> i've been a little anxious this past week but um otherwise generally okay how about you guys? Yeah. And it feel like the exact same, exact yeah. same answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so. I've been having a lot of trouble sleeping, so it's like, oh, no. No. yeah, I don't oh, know why. No, we hate that. <laughs> we do. I do. No. No. <laughs> Daddy, no. <laughs> <laughs> we do hate that, though. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, that blows. Yeah. yeah. Not getting sleep is the worst. It's like so important. Yeah, um, yeah. it is. Yeah. Do you try melatonin or anything like that? No. <laughs> Ooh, she get into the melatonin game. Okay. I got really into it. 
Is that <laughs> my, a pill? I've I've always heard of melatonin. Like people throw around this word melatonin. Like what's going on? What does it mean? I'm about to be like shown ignorant side. I it is a <laughs> pill, but I think you get it in the vitamin section. So I don't think it's like medicine. Yeah, per se. I think it's more natural. Yeah, but yeah. I could be 100 percent wrong. My I mom got me right. into it. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. My mom takes one every night and I don't know how she does it and wakes, she wakes up at like 6am because they do knock me out. Sometimes I just take a half, but they make melatonin gummies. They make melatonin chocolate now. So you can have a little bite of chocolate. I learned learned that from Katie Klein. Actually, she has a little bite of chocolate every night and then it puts her sleep. My problem is, is that I would eat the whole chocolate bar. (laughs) Yeah. Because my, my boyfriend, um, um yeah i got a boyfriend right before covid started so that was cute yes! <laughs> that's how you do it baby pre-pandemic <laughs> um, he's really cool um and i love him um oh. but yeah you he i do yeah <gasps> And he oh, loves me. It's a whole thing, you know? Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that's so Wow, that's cool. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to drag you. Drag our guests immediately within five minutes. That's how you no, know we, we love like the guests. That's how you know. Yeah, that's um, how we... Yeah, exactly. We feel comfortable enough to do that. Yeah. No. Um, but he got, he got these THC drinks that are like... What, um, that are like fruity or something but like apparently if you drink the whole thing it's a huge dose but I like did not know that so like I drank a whole bottle of it and got super high um, what is it it's the, what does it taste like is it like juice so the the first one we got was watermelon um, cucumber and yeah it tasted like juice Ooh. yeah it was really good okay very fun <laughs> Okay. We have, we, um, Kayla's brother just came from LA for a visit for Kayla's birthday Um, and he got Kayla for Christmas. I just said it's a birthday and then I changed it to Christmas. (laughs) Oh, my time. My sense of time is absolutely off. The whole point of the story is that he bought us THC infused olive oil. Oh, she loves to cook. for cooking. Yeah. Yes. And we ate it, but we just ate it straight up. We were like, let's. Did you it. just get some bread in. and like dip it? Yes. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. We have like this little like garlic grater. So she put garlic, salt, pepper, oh, parm. And the olive oil so doesn't good. taste weedy at all. I feel like a lot of like edibles taste very weedy. But yeah. Like, not at all. Mm. Oh, it's that legal in Chicago, so by the way. Legal in Illinois. Just want to <laughs> state that just for our listeners. listeners who don't live here. <laughs> yeah. And it should be legal everywhere. Yeah. Let's just say that. It should be. And everyone that's been arrested for possession of weed should be released. Yes. Yay. Hot that take. is the truth. Yeah. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Brendan, you told us you had trouble sleeping and Peyton and I did not stop talking for seven minutes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Yeah. So we're doing something a little bit different from this episode. Usually we have a guest or one of us pick a movie that we know and love. Um, And this time we all watched a movie that we've never seen before, which is fun. Very fun. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, the the introductory questions are going to be a little bit different for that. Um, So Brendan, why don't you just tell us like, 
one like your your experience with like queer movies and like um like when did you start realizing that there were queer movies and like and then two what interested you in this movie and made you want to watch it good questions good questions um number one uh my experience with queer movies that's you know, I had a lot of trouble picking the movie for for this just because I I don't know. I think my experience with them has generally been sad, I guess. Yeah, that's um, that's why we started the show cuz like it's so hard to find good queer movies. Yeah. That don't the, end like, in joyful death. movies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Um and I guess like I've watched there's one movie that I was hovering over like Fourth Man Out on Netflix. Um, have, have you guys seen that, those movies? No, um, no. Um, it's a it's a good movie. It's funny, but it also it's like a it's a coming of age uh, queer movie, which is mm-hmm. um, also kind of I felt like played out a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. um, sure. Not, I mean, like those stories are always going to be great. I think, and um, still not as mainstream as they should be. But um, generally, I wanted to pick something that was like a little more different. I guess. Um, and not sad. <laughs> and then I saw straight up was something that was targeted at me. Um, <laughs> they said, like, you gay. <laughs> you gay watches. <laughs> um, and it looked fun. And the, the thumbnail looked colorful. And I was like, this might bring me joy. So I, that's why I chose it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Do you re- regret your choice or do you feel happy about your choice? No, I I'm really happy with my choice. I was pleasantly surprised by it. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, do you, what did you guys, what were your general feelings on it? I, the whole time I was like, I feel like I have this figured out. And then I'm like, no, I don't have this figured <laughs> out. It's kind of, it's an unpredictable movie. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. never really know where it's going. And I was uncomfortable a lot. Um, <laughs> yes. But not yeah. so much that it was like, that it really impacted my experience in a negative way. Not like uncut gems, uncomfortable. Oh, you know God, what I mean? I like like slice of life people in awkward situations, uncomfortable. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. I think, think? Um, yeah, I think the movie kind of flips its, it was, it was unpredictable because it kind of flips the, the head on the, like a rom-com or even like a gay rom-com movie. So you don't really, their relationship is so new and different to like what these movies are usually about that it's like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Um, I really liked it. I, I, I have, um, I feel like this type of storyline, I have like a bad experience with usually there's like a movie. I don't know that there's that many movies that do this, but this storyline of like a, a gay, a, a gay male person dating a straight woman. Um, So like there was a movie that came out a long time ago with Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston. I think it was called the, the object of my affection. And, and it was, he was like, he was gay and she was straight and they sort of a similar situation of like, he, they both weren't having an easy time finding people to date. And then, and they decided to date each other just to try things. And, and most of the times, in that kind of movie, like it's the gay person that makes the mistake and is like, Mm. they can't not have 
dick. So they have to like sleep with a guy and then they ruin, they like break the girl's heart and like ruin everything. Um, and I, I felt like this one, especially cause it was written by written, directed, produced and starred, um, a gay person. It really felt like it was, um, I don't know. It, it felt like everybody was more humanized and it came from like a genuine place as opposed to like gay people just can't be straight yeah. type of thing. Like, and like, honestly, yeah, they can't be straight, but, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I really liked how nuanced it was. And like, it also made me, I don't know. The movie made me think, you know, um, I think it's kind of, interesting that it um it sort of makes you question like what is it that we really look for like in relationships and like what is what is the hard like what is it that we actually need and like what is it that society is telling us that we need sort of thing um if that makes sense to you guys at all yeah (laughs) But, but um yeah so, like, going into the plot of the movie, um, I need to look up the characters' names, but um, it follows this um, this ma- man named Todd, um, who's played by James Sweeney, who wrote, produced, and directed. Which is um, so impressive. Yeah. 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 Also, because so he looks really young, so, like, I yes. don't know. How old? He's, oh, you know he's 34 years old. Oh, 34? What? Oh no! Wait, that's sorry. That's someone else. That's the one of the actresses. Wait, I have him right here. Where's his age? <laughs> he doesn't. Know, he he won't tell anyone. <laughs> he does kind of have that look about him. Where I'm like, he's gonna eternally look very young. Yeah. I really genuinely cannot find his age right now on Google. Yeah. I googled him before. He 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 doesn't have a very big online presence. Honestly. Yeah. I feel like this is his like first one of his first like big movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he did do another full length one, but I can't remember it. Like what the name of it is right now. Um, but yeah. Um, so it follows Todd who's really having um, trouble with relationships and it, he has always identified as gay, but it sort of feels like, he never really had an option. Like everybody just assumed that he was gay. Um, but, and he dates men, but he has a hard time being intimate with them and doesn't, doesn't necessarily like sex. Um, and, uh, and he has OCD, which he uses. Um, he, he attributes that to basically. Um, and then we also meet this character, Rory, who's this young actress, who I feel like that's always an actress in these movies Yes. <laughs> who like, she just cannot get a part or an audition. <laughs> Classic. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then they meet in a bookstore and um, right away they have chemistry and um, they sort of decide to start dating and, um, and yeah, for, a, for a while they really do get along and it's going really great. Um, but then she, she sort of realizes that she needs more than what he's able to give her. So she breaks up with him. And then um, in the end, they 
Um, and the end, he comes back for her and sort of tries to convince her, like, I love you so much. Um, let's make this work. And then the ending sequence is kind of like, um, almost like an open to your interpretation ending yeah. where we see them with a third uh, presenting as male character um, who, to me, I read it as he was with Todd, but, or they were with Todd, but, um, but the relationship between the three of them is very, it's unclear whether he's like dating both of them or dating one of them. Right. Um, yeah. Very Inception-like ending. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> when is that, <laughs> not a dreidel, but the top going to fall? Yeah. I'm actually yeah. glad they ended like that a little bit better than, because um, uh, the whole thing about the smiling. Um, or I, I would have been mad just, if it ended with I just know. her like smile. I know. I and like you couldn't even like, tell if she was smiling. <laughs> No, because <laughs> it was so subtle. Yeah, um, so. a lot of improv stuff in this movie. Oh my god! Yeah, so <laughs> I much. I freaked out. Um, <laughs> I actually took some notes while I was writing or watching the movie. Um, yeah, oh yeah. It took eleven minutes to bring up improv. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, this this god. seemed like it was a fun movie. Like as improvisers, yeah, to fuck with. It would be a fun movie to 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 shoot. Yeah. Yeah. The make me smile bit was so simple and so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I love that it came back that way because it really was, it was emotional. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. It it was really, I love, okay, the directing of this movie, I really, really enjoyed. I think, uh, what's his name? James Sweeney? Mm -hmm. Uh huh. I think he's like, I, he has a website. So I went on his website actually and I looked at, also a couple of his shorts. Um, and it's so, he's so good at what he does. It's so creative. It's not typical. Um, it tells us like the story that he's trying to tell. I noticed right, it felt like there were like four different directors working on the movie, but it was just this one. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was I so loved, cool. yeah, I loved some of the dual screen things that they yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Like when they, I felt like there were a lot of great ways that they showed the distance between the two of them, even though they were together. Yeah. Um, that were really cool. I also kind of think a lot of um the shots and like the staging of the shots reminded me kind of of Wes Anderson, which yes. is funny. Especially in the, the house. Yeah, when and they the were straight, first in the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the straight couple in the sh- in the at the costume party dresses up as the couple from um that Wes Anderson movie um with the girl and like the Boy Scout. I'm blanking on what the oh, name is. Man, um, Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, Moonrise Kingdom. So mm. I was like, I feel like that's a nod to like one of his influences, almost. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I thought the u- the use of color in some of the shots, like the yeah that shot of them both laying down on the ground, the upside down oh. shot on that colorful rug. It was yeah. so pretty. That's yeah. a thumbnail. That's what drew me to the movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. yeah, it's super impressive. Yeah, I also loved that the beginning was like they were telling two stories of the two main characters, mm-hmm. and then I could tell right away. I was like, "Oh, here's what I wrote down: doesn't move much, stays in one place." The camera I was talking about. What mm-hmm. does it mean? Question, question, question. <laughs> oh wait, only on his part. And then when it went to Rory's part, 
it started shaking a little bit in the camera. <gasps> wow, that's a really good observation. Yes, it is. Brendan. I was like, what's going on? Because <laughs> the characters honestly aren't that different from each other in terms of like how they act, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe their opinions are slightly different as we as the movie progresses. But then the the act of like the cameras move, behaving differently. Mm-hmm. May help me like differentiate the characters a little bit better. Yeah, that's such a. I want to watch it again now to see if I noticed that because that's really yeah. good observation. Yeah, their personalities are freakishly similar, though. The the yeah. way they're like Gilmore Girls style, which yeah. they reference multiple times. Yes. Their Gilmore Girls style dialogue is so yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah. wanted. I just kept thinking I I would want to see the screen test for the two of them when they first. Did a scene I was, together. I was I reading. Bet it popped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was reading in the. Uh, I was reading in an interview with James Sweeney where he was saying like they were looking for that because his influences are like old Hollywood movies of like um like bringing up baby like Catherine Hepburn. They mentioned Catherine Hepburn mm-hmm. in the movie, mm-hmm. but the that dialogue is always super fast back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they were in the casting process of finding the the actress for Rory, they were looking for that type of back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's how he found her. And he said for the other characters, they actually, he said that their chemistry was good like that. And they just naturally um, spoke like that. Um, but he said that they recorded all of the scenes with him and Rory first so that they could show the other actors, like the type of feeling that they were going for. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, that's weird (laughs) to me. It's like, it feels like every, it did feel like every person was the same. And that's what actually annoyed me about Goma girls too. I, the rapport between them was so fast. I had to pause multiple times <laughs> to like <laughs> understand what they just said. Yeah. It can be overwhelming, especially if you're not used to it. Yeah. I think it's yeah. also kind of funny that um, I like how they bring Gilmore Girls back up when Rory meets that guy from her work. Yeah. Because yeah. in the beginning, in the beginning, it seems like, oh, they're so like, they're meant for each other. They both love Gilmore Girls, but like, Bitch, everyone loves Gilmore Girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I love how they kind of like brought that up with that moment. Um, and then the character's name is Rory, which I didn't catch. Yeah. yeah. I think she says I'm Rory and he goes, oh, like Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that? Oh. Yeah. And it was like, too yeah. fast for Brendan. He didn't pause it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when they say, on the count of three, who is your favorite love interest? Three, two, one, Dean. Dean. And they say, no, they, yeah. they don't think Dean. They say, um, Oh, not Dean. No, oh, oh, no, Jesse not Dean. Or, yeah. No, What's, ew, fuck my life. Sorry. I can't remember his name. I was just reading an article about Jason or what's his nuts from Supernatural who played yeah. Dean and Jensen he was on my mind. Jen, oh my god, what's it? Is Jess, it, Jess, right? Jess, 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 Jess. I cannot believe I said Dean. I do not like Dean. I need everybody to no, know this he's right the now. Worst. I do not stand <laughs> Dean. Dean is the worst. Oh my god! I think Logan I is. Lo- I think Logan is the worst, in my opinion. Logan sucks. But Jess ass, is definitely but the best. Still, Dean is like. I like Dean even less. I was so pissed yeah. when she lost her virginity to Dean. Yeah. It was 
Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen Gilmore Girls yet. It was a shocking fucking moment. I remember watching it in real time. And I remember it was so shocking when Lorelai walks into the house and sees oh. them come out of her bedroom. Do you guys remember that? It was yes. like a huge deal. Wait, do you, not, do you watch Gilmore Girls, Brendan? Or are we I... just forcing this conversation on you? <laughs> <laughs> I watched. Again, it was a, the rapport is a little annoying to be thought. <laughs> yeah, Amy Sherman Palladino has a style. Yeah, one of the most lasting um, memories of Gilmore Girls is that I remember in one episode, Lorelai has this huge tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and I was like, "Where did she buy that? Yeah. You can only get like a pint <laughs> at a time. Where did she get that mm. huge tub? I was so mad." I wonder where they sell that. I'd go all in on that, baby. Some half bakes. Recently got into Cherry Garcia. Okay, who am I? My dad. But it's really good. I was like, I don't want cherries, but it literally tastes like a cordial cherry when you eat it. It's really good. There's like chocolate in it. Okay. Uh, Anyway, back to the movie. The um the actress who plays Rory, I had to look it up because she reminded me of the little girl who from the nanny. Oh. Oh it, yeah, she not looks her. Similar. It's okay. not her, but they that girl's still well. acting though. Yeah, she She's was on really Twin. She was on Twin Peaks, oh. the new one, for like the first few episodes. I think she was in Heroes in the later seasons. I did not oh, watch that oh, show, nice. but I know from YouTube. And <laughs> she's in random shit, just like pops up in random shit. Yeah, the one, the girl from Straight Up, I know her from How to Get Away with Murder. Me, yeah, I <gasps> wait, yeah, she's I, the girl that dies in the first. She was annoying season. as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I hated her. I, knew she I recognized like, her from Wes. somewhere. Wes, <laughs> hey Wes, that's that's all I think of when I think of her. <laughs> <laughs> Wes's name. I don't know. Wait, she's she, the one who. Was like accused of murder, right? Or, yeah, she okay. wore like dark eyes. But she gets killed at the end, at the end of the first season. Oh, yeah. another spoiler! Spoiler alert! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> they thought that she killed the girl because she was jealous of yeah. her affair with oh Viola Davis's husband. Yeah, I love yeah. Viola Davis, and I really liked that show for like the first two or three seasons, yeah. and then I was like, yeah. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. I'm well, so thoroughly the- confused. I did watch it until this past season, and I I wow. plan to finish it. Um, Good for you. Yeah, you're yeah. I that. also still watch Grey's Anatomy, and I've seen every single episode. Well, Grey's oh, Anatomy I stopped. is pretty good, though. Yeah, it okay. is. It, Grey's Anatomy goes through phases where it's like it gets crazy, and you're like, okay, I'm not going to watch this anymore, and then it gets really good again. Yeah, yeah. I that's been our whole like Kayla and I've picked it up, stopped, picked it back up, stopped, and yeah. then finally, I think we stopped like season. 14 maybe because they're about to start 17 like yeah a couple seasons ago and we looked at each other and we were like are you as into this anymore and she was like no i was like why are we giving 45 minutes a week to it then but (laughs) for you yeah i don't know but i know that it always like there's always that that lull moment where they're like trying to rework casting and how to like refresh the show and then it always is refreshed there's a reason why the show is still on and won't stop getting nude for new seasons yeah I really uh, enjoyed the latest season, honestly. If you are, I did too. It, yeah, yeah. Really, they, they touch on kind of topical points more yeah. so than in the past. I think they have um, a trans. They have a trans doctor now. Oh yeah. Ooh. They, yeah. Which is they have. They. I really like the gay doctor that they have with the glasses. The oh, his yeah. love interest is 
hot. His he, it's this hot Asian doctor, yeah. but he doesn't have any personality at all. He he's just hot. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I wish he was better. I don't know if it's the right. I don't think it's the writing. I think it might be the acting. Sorry, actor. Damn. <laughs> well, I feel Damn. like he's a model or something first yeah. and foremost. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh His man. Name is Alex Landis. I looked, <laughs> it was it's a big moment for cuz like yeah. that show has um never had an openly ma- male gay character I don't think. Yeah. Oh, no, they no. love their well, they love their um, lesbians. Yeah. The bar, <laughs> they love the their Carlinaires notice. The bartender who owned the bar by the hospital was gay, but he wasn't um, a, he wasn't a main like recurring character. Yeah, I think I've maybe heard him say like two words. <laughs> Well, he got. We met his husband oh, once. Did he get in, like, bigger? In one of the camping episodes, yeah. Like all the guys go camping, and he goes and oh. he brings. And the 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 moment that you find out is gay, he's gay is he brings his husband. Oh, camping, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, but straight up. But yes, Shonda. <laughs> you can always rely on Shonda for like genuinely providing representation. Like yeah. I feel like she. I love Shonda Rhimes, and I do think her shows do go on too long sometimes and (laughs) get a little off the rails, but I'd rather there being too much going on than not enough. Yeah. (laughs) My God. And she's employing so many people. And I, I like, she makes it a mission to be like, I'm going to hire people of color. I'm going to hire women. I'm going to hire people of LGBTQ. Like, yeah, I like that. She does that with purpose. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know. I just, I respect the fuck out of Shonda Rhimes. I think she's so great. Yeah. She's a black woman at the top of her field. Like, yeah. And she wrote the movie Crossroads starring Britney Spears. Oh, what? This is a long time ago. Yeah. What else did she write? I saw her name on something else recently. And I was like, no way. Maybe it was, I want to say, okay, no, keep, okay, keep, no. What were you going to say before, Brendan? (laughs) Princess Diaries 2. Shana Rams wrote Princess Diaries 2. The, what is it? Engagement, royal engagement. (laughs) <laughs> that's why it's I'm so shocked. good <laughs> i'm shocked that she's like i always think when i when someone gets famous or whatever they've always been famous and i just discovered them or whatever but people have a journey you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so true <laughs> um sorry what, back what to the I movie Jeez. <laughs> uh what was it? oh the reason i said that there it felt like four different directors it was because like there was just so like you know how there's like the A storyline, B storyline, whatever. Um, it like the striking thing was like when whenever he was talking to a therapist, it just felt like a different movie. Tracy um, Tom, which Tracy Tom's represents. <laughs> yes, I love Tracy Tom's. I love her so much. She was so funny. Yeah, she looked so good too. Yeah, yeah. those shots were amazing too. Oh, the directing was great, but like it, the it felt like a. Because there was pizzicato music. I'm so into pizzicato music um, for TV shows and movies. But it, it just, like, um, brings a joyful kind of feeling to the shot. Um, I call it a Desperate Housewives feeling. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I love Desperate Housewives. <laughs> I've almost restarted it so many times. Yeah. I've been watching it since it was on in real time. I Honestly. loved the... I think the music, like, the soundtrack to the movie was really good. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love... I love in this in the scene where he tries to have sex with Rory for the first time. They're playing this like really sad song. And it's just like, I don't know. I love that how it's like how what you're seeing on screen doesn't match like what's going on in their heads. 
Mm. And I don't know, I felt like the music really, really colored a lot of those kind of moments for me. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I kept thinking the whole time I had. So I feel like it's interesting because they automatically like based off of their connection. This was just something that was on my mind based on their connection. They were in that. He was like questioning his sexuality that he was like, I'm going to date this woman and we're going to date how, but I feel like it kind of like shines light on the confusion between romantic love and platonic love. Yeah. Of like, they like, I think all along they had a love of just like best friendship, mm-hmm. not necessarily romance. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong because the end is still kind of obscure. You still don't really, it's not really confirmed. Like if they're not, not dating at the mm-hmm. end anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I kept thinking what I like this movie as well as I do. If this, where like if the roles were reversed and it were like a lesbian dating a man. And I yeah. think I would think it would be the same, but I don't know. There's like a couple of those moments when they're like really into each other. And I was like, is this bad for us? But it's <laughs> not, it's not just during yeah. the movie. I would think that like, obviously seeing the movie as a whole now, um, I and oh my god! Also, the whole scene with his parents and how he oh. realized when he, when that scene when he breaks down during the massage and he's like, "Would my dad have hugged me if I, I would have brought him a boy?" Like his dad, obviously. Randall Park. Yes. Randall Park, racist Randall Park. <laughs> I know. Oh I my love god! That he's, yes, he's like a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> also, I thought kind of a young guy to cast your dad i mean i don't know how old randall park is but um i don't know i just i was like toward the middle of the movie before you really like start understanding his struggle and like his internalized homophobia yeah 46 wow he looks great yeah he looks really good um i don't know i was just like oh it was giving me like like flashbacks to movies where if this wasn't done in such a, a in such an intelligent way, like mm-hmm. James Sweeney did it, he did it with a fresh take and with like a genuine from a genuine perspective of somebody really struggling, yeah, and not knowing and struggling with who they are and their identity, and it did like start to rub me the wrong way, and then it and then like seeing the whole story unfold as a whole, I felt better, but I just had those thoughts. I totally agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that was a journey. Thank you for no. going on that with me. Everyone goes on a journey, as Brendan said earlier. <gasps> That's gorgeous. <laughs> You're so gorgeous. I can't say anything to your face, but look at that face. Happy folklore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that from folklore? I haven't listened to it. No, yet. that's from what is that from? Lover or Reputation? I don't know. My wife loves that song. <laughs> but folklore is really good. Folklore came out yesterday, but also this podcast will not come out. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay, let's get back to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of, I, I felt, I followed you with that, Deb, for sure. Um, and I also, and he, James Sweeney mentions this in one of his interviews, but um, he, he says, I think like a lot of people who see the movie will be mad because they, they, they don't think that the movie really tackles like asexuality and like, um, yeah, I also thought that too. Yeah. And he 
like in a throwaway line, he sort of mentions, could I be asexual? But I think for this character, it is clear that he just is, has a fear of intimacy and, and has a, and I think that, I don't know. I th- I think it is left sort of to the viewer's interpretation. Mm-hmm. I think the difference with this movie and movies like um, Object of My Affection and like uh, like like you said, Deb, other movies where it it wasn't done as well. I think the the huge difference is that it is written by a queer person, um, yeah, and told by a queer person, and so there is it has that nuance in order to make it okay and. Um, um, yeah. And I think James Sweeney, I can't remember his exact quote, but he said, like, he said, obviously like asexual people need to have their stories out there because there, there are barely any, but I didn't feel comfortable telling that story. Cause that's not my experience. And, um, I really wanted the story to be about what do we, how do we view romantic relationships and like does romance always have to be connected to sex and like, Mm -hmm. and that type of thing. And so I do think, yes, I think they would be really good friends, but I do think there is some sort of romance there. They do really. um, And like, because I'm on such a binary of like, for me, romance is intermingled with sex um, because I am attracted to men sexually and romantically. Um, I think that there's always going to be a part of me that doesn't necessarily understand how that works, that dichotomy. But, um, I don't know. It's just, it is such a unique, um, type of story and something that we've never really seen before. And I, I think the, the way that it was done so genuinely and so sympathetically, um, it just, I think, is really well done. Yeah, that was yeah. well said. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I didn't. I don't want to be like ignorant to the idea that I, it, that you can have a romantic relationship without sex. Like, yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. I feel like maybe that was watching this movie. It's like I. I already know that. Of course, I know that. And like, yeah. asexuality is a thing. It's very real and everybody feels differently about sex. It's not the most important part of a, of a romantic relationship for a mm-hmm. lot of people. But yeah. I feel like this movie was like a reminder mm-hmm. of that for mm-hmm. myself, which was good. I was like, that's good. Like I, I, I'm glad that I had that yeah. reminder movie and I'm glad that it was written from like, we're seeing the main actor actually portray his story how he mm. meant to write it. And I assume it, did he mention in his, in the interview or the article that it was like based on his real life? I'm just assuming that it is. I don't yeah. know. I think that he said, I mean, he said there's definitely huge differences between him and Todd. Um, I don't, he, he definitely identifies as gay. Um, and I don't think, I think he height, he heightened a lot of his personality traits for the movie. Mm. Like mm. he said, he's not, I don't, I don't know that he has OCD, but he said he's he's not as like tidy as Todd is, um, and he mentioned another a couple other, sorry, other examples. Um, he said that the story of this film really stemmed from loneliness, like he was just in like a really lonely state of mind, um, but that it it grew into something more where he was considering like what is it that we 
look for in relationships that really fulfills us and like what is it that like our preconceived notions are like holding us back from sort of um yeah it's such an interesting movie and like my initial because of where i'm where i'm coming from in my life and like the way that i see relationships i think at the end i i wanted to think that like oh he finally found like a guy that he was comfortable with and and could love him the way that he needed but i also think it it, it would be a nice ending and um it would be really wonderful if if they all were were dating each other and sort of like that guy could provide that like sexual relationship that Rory needed um, and also give the emotional support to Todd that he needed. Yeah. That's how, that's kind of how I interpreted the ending. I think. Yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know if it's polyamorous or whatever, but yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's what I, in, how I felt was going on. What about you, Deb? What did you think? I, I, yeah, I, I guess I didn't really know. I just assumed, well, that's the thing. I feel like this is right now I'm having this realization, but I was just like, oh, that's just his boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. Like, that was my, that was my initial I guess I didn't too. consider the idea that they could all be together, which makes me feel like so old fashioned in my brain that I'm like, <laughs> n- no, that's it's impossible. Initial reaction, initial reaction, like from your experience, like from your life, like that doesn't make you a bad person. Oh, thank you, Peyton. You're welcome. Thanks. First episode back after COVID, and I'm problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel me. Cancel. I'm always on the brink of being canceled. What's new? <laughs> um, I yeah. I love that that ending though. I think that would be. I the whole movie was just so was just so fresh. I've never seen anything like it with a take like that. And yeah. I feel like this movie had to be so important for so many people that identify with this just because I don't personally identify with Todd and what he's going through. It doesn't mean that this, like this movie was, uh, was obviously going to affect many people who feel similarly because I've mm-hmm. never seen a story like this. I've never seen a character like Todd who's struggling yeah. with this, with the same, um, with the same things. Mm-hmm. Like, you, know what, I, you know what's interesting to me, though? I kind of... I Even though I don't necessarily have the same story as Todd, I could relate to him just by being a gay man or whatever and, like, just, like, having that experience. And I could also relate to Rory from, like, the acting perspective and, like, that stuff. I, I, but I didn't get 100% Rory's... Um, Rory's motivation, like, romantically. Like, I didn't get that as much. Did did she... Were we just to assume that she was assaulted at a party? In the oh, beginning, yeah. they show her... There's a flashback. And... <gasps> I think so, because in the... And that guy the is, like, class, all up on her. Yeah, oh my I God, think so, because yeah. in the improv class, um, she mentions rape. And then the teacher tells her that's, you can't joke about rape. Um, It might hurt people's feelings. And like the one girl is like, yeah, it hurts my feelings because my friend was assaulted. And, and Rory's like, yeah, I know. I would know. She does say like, I would know. Yeah. And the flashback wouldn't make the, and I, yeah, was when like a guy was like all up on her. Also, it would explain why she broke down 
when they first started does, to try to have sex. Yeah. He does that multiple times. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense now that you said that because I was like confused because they never really actually explicitly talked about that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the breaking down. But yeah, yeah that makes more sense. Because when the... That when that happened, which was an interesting directorial choice as well, to like, because it just like sped up the scenes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was just her anxious about what was going to happen if she like went to the party. But now that, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that I would, think yeah. that's what I was thinking could... too. Yeah, I don't well, know. I'm sure if that and was like I, a I flashback, assume, that would make her anxious about going. I to assume the party too, too that's why she was dealing, why she obviously was like struggling, and uh, that I don't think we're supposed to be like, oh, that's the cause of her depression. But specifically in the scene where she's just like with the opening scene of her where she's laying in her bed, just like staring at the wall, they're mm-hmm. doing it. I assumed it was a flashback. They they were like splicing it with scenes from her at a party. Mm. in the past and, and then and then with the crying and stuff i wondered and how sex wasn't important to her yeah th- that's what's what i'm thinking of is like i i think she's attracted to todd one because of his personality and they get along so well but i don't think that she finds him threatening in a way that most heteronorm heterosexual men would be in that situation after being assaulted um and then I think she sort of, he helps heal that part of her and she realizes, oh, I do actually want sex in my life. I just need to move past that trauma. She had to make out with that guy in her improv class. <laughs> <laughs> God, those improv scenes were so cringe. I like, yeah. wanted to die. <laughs> Too much improv. Oh my God, if I want to see improv, I want it to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if you had that teacher though that was like, "What are you doing? Are you booking?" Are you- <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love that. I would have started like that. Are you booking? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> I've auditioned for Chicago Fire like three times, but I haven't booked. And <laughs> uh, then when there was the acting audition too, oh, so much cringe there as well. Oh, oh god, god, so bad. That girl who like booked because she's short and blonde. Oh, that was so funny. I thought that girl was really funny. I was like, okay, she star. was very funny. She, okay, star. <laughs> Do you recognize me? Yeah. I had a no job. <laughs> oh what did you guys think of the friends? And what did you think mm. um, of the whole scene when Todd has his moment with their friend? I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, the long-haired gay guy. Yeah. Um, it was kind of. It was a little bit. Writer. Yeah. Rider, it was yeah. a little bit like. I really liked that writer. I didn't like him as a person, but I liked that that character was included in the movie because, it, um, there are so many, especially white gay male people that are like you're not gay the way that I associate gay people being. And I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like that scene because it, I don't know. There were so many layers to it because there was this layer of like, Todd was like, it was intercut with um, Rory having that scene where she's kissing the guy in the class. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of, I felt like 
it was like Todd realizing that he can't deny that this is a part of him anymore. But it also was, um, but there's also another layer of like, it was very, I want to say like, it was like a little bit of salty too, like kind of like he was forcing himself on Todd, or at least that's how I read it. Um, it wasn't like explicitly like that, but. I, I could see where you got that because the vibe felt a little, a little forced. Yeah. Just because Ryder was so. And I think. Was Ryder's like so whole character, much the whole movie. Yeah. I think Ryder's whole character is like very like, I want to force you to be like I am because I don't understand what you are. Yeah, mm. it was a little pushy towards Todd, but yeah. in the same hand, Todd also seemed to like kind of have a wake up call that he. Yeah, and that's like the other. Yeah, that's like the other layer kids. to it. For I me, guess I maybe think. for me, I would have liked if he would have kissed another guy and not somebody as pushy and as shitty as Ryder. Yeah, but I think that's like kind of what connects it to real life because like a lot of interactions are like that where it's like a really gray area of like this person forced themselves on me, but, and I don't necessarily like that, but it did wake up something in me that realizes like, I enjoyed it in part. And like, I want something like that, but not this, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. There's definitely those gray area situations that happen. Did you guys feel that maybe Ryder liked Todd a little bit? I think, I don't know. I don't know if he liked him or if he just liked fucking with him. Mm. Yeah. I think when it first happened, I was like, oh, they're going to end up together. But I'm really glad that they didn't. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think about, like, why would someone, I guess. Fixate so much on one person. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, the I will say, though. The other character, the other side character, I guess. Um, what was his name? His girlfriend, yeah. The model. I can't remember yeah. what her name is. I feel that because I could not tell if it was the same character. Because <laughs> she was so, because she was kind of basic looking. Because yes. <laughs> she she's a white blonde girl? Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's so rude of you, Brendan. <laughs> and I thought she was supposed to be like so hot. And I was like, no, Brendan, I'm 100% gay. And I also thought she was kind of boring. Okay. I was like, <laughs> and kind of basic too. What she was supposed to be of, like hot. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Just out of curiosity, what did you think of Rory? Um, I liked her m better, but I, for some reason, I could not stand her character on how to get away with murder so much so, <laughs> because the whole, like the first five minutes, I'm like, I know this actress. I know this actress. I know her voice. Who, what is she from? And looked her up. And as soon as I knew, I was like, oh, yeah. sometimes like, it's I hard to. My God, like we're other roles. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, I'm an actor. We're all actors. Like this is what I'm, I, but for some reason you see somebody in one role and it's not like this role impacted my life, her role on how to get yeah. away with murder, but for some reason it impacted the way that I'm going to see her forever. Yeah. Unless something drastically changes. Yeah. Like I, there, you I think, sorry. sorry. Oh, I was just going to say um, that happens to me so much but i think something that cleanses me of that is like just seeing them as a real person like maybe watching an interview of them 
then because like yes. sometimes when I'm watching like that's them true. act, I'm like, oh, that's them, the actor, not the character. Like some because I'm like stupid yeah. or whatever. But then like when I see them outside of an acting situation and I'm like, oh, that's them as a real person. They're nothing like their character. Then I like am like, oh, there's differences, you know? Yeah. So, something similar uh, happened to me actually when uh, I watched this movie because I was I was writing afterwards and I could not get the movie out of my head. So it was like influencing the way I was writing dialogue. Yeah. I was like, I hate this Gilmore Girls dialogue I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Brendan just said, and then Lorelai comes in. And he's like, "Shit!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my um, gosh! Was there anything else we want to say or talk about the movie before we rate it? Brendan, what did you think? So, did you know anything about it going into it? Did you even know the plot? No, I actually did not. And ha- uh, and how do you feel about doing that? Like, do you like watching movies like that? Or I thought it was a very bold choice for you, which I love that you chose a movie you haven't seen because every guest we always have on, I mean, the, the, like the go-to is to choose your favorite movie or your like yeah. favorite queer mm-hmm. film. I love okay. that you chose something that you hadn't seen before. I was yeah. like, that's ballsy and dope. <laughs> and I feel like we should do it again. Like, I really like the conversation that stems from it and everything. Okay. Yeah. I, I think... Something that, and maybe this is an issue on my part. I don't have a favorite queer movie. Well, there's yeah, it's really hard to choose one. But there's like three. You gotta have one favorite out of the three. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, don't you love Alex Strangelove? Am I crazy? Or did did you just mention it in an improv scene and you said you loved it in the improv scene? So then, ever since I heard you say that in the scene, I thought you loved it. Probably, probably. It was during I a dreamboat not... show. <laughs> I, I, that I do remember that movie this. already. Yeah, and I did. I looked at the movies that you guys did, so I was like, "That's off the table." Um, but Alex Strangelove, I did like just because it was like a kind of a feel-good movie, sort of. Um, but I hated, and I hate when people do this where the actor is not queer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's why I was. And like, that's yeah. really hard to find in movies. What's yeah. really hard to find? Oh, like then. a queer actor playing a queer character. Like, oh, yes. yes. I think this one and like GBF are maybe the only ones that we've done where the actor Whoa, was actually queer. It could be a, it could be one or two more, but it's really most of the movies we've done. It's all straight actors. Yeah. What yeah. A, yeah. Hate that. That's so crazy. Yeah. But I think there's I th- there's there's definitely a shift and I do want to say for the record I have said very problematic thoughts on this in the <laughs> past like as Peyton and I argued once about it and I was it doesn't it it used to not bother me but the older I get and like the more that I feel like there's just like a cultural shift and that like people who are booking roles should have the experience to play this role and like I'm sick of like fucking Matt Damon playing gay men because like it's Matt Damon and stuff <laughs> like that. Um I've had a I've had a change of heart. Because I used to be like, that's the best actor, the best actor should get it, which I was mostly thinking of Kate Blanchett and Carol. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. That's my excuse. But it's but it, especially as I like as like I'm we're part of this scene in our like small world in Chicago and I don't know. It's just it's just becoming more and more and more and more pertinent, I think, and obvious. Like why queer people should be playing queer roles, just like mm-hmm. just like people of color should be playing roles that are people of color. Like, 
all this, the shift that has happened is important. And I just want to say for the record, cause I've said <laughs> problematic stuff about that in the past, but I am, po- I'm sorry. I see the error of my ways. Uncancel her. Un- <laughs> <laughs> I was worried I was canceled. I was like, what? You I was like 25 episodes ago. And I think about it all the time. Oh, no. And I'm like, I wonder who canceled me for that. <laughs> A oh lot of a lot of queer people feel that way though. A lot of queer people don't mind it. I right. Think. Yeah. I don't mind it as yeah. I it's it's mo- it was mostly like movies like Carol, like the big yeah. budget ones. I'm like, of course it's gonna be Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. I'm like, mm-hmm. if it's gonna be a big budget Hollywood film that's gonna be Oscar nominated, like they're probably gonna Oh, you know who had you know what? Portrait of a Lady on Fire, two queer women. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. I definitely need to see that movie. That's a oh big my god, one. it's so good. Brendan, what are you going to say? What was that? That what was that old timey? Not old timey, but like another movie. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're like queen, the queen, their queen. There's a queen. And <laughs> the, is it the favorite queens? The, the favorite. favorite. Yeah. yeah. There are they. They're queer, right? Or no? The, In no, the Rachel movie, Weiss yeah. just Rachel Weiss just is just had a very gay year. In 2019 <laughs> or 2018, because she did but disobedience all those, yeah. too. All those actresses identify as straight, oh, as far as we I know. Guess. Yeah, as yeah. far as we know. But that is an amazing movie. That's so good. I I do love that movie. Yeah. Um. So let's go ahead and wrap things up. Um. So uh, we usually rate the movies by two separate um um. Stratted, I don't even know the words I'm thinking of. I'm so like out it's of It's been hit. so long since we did this, and it was always really hard for me to get it with, <laughs> without making a mistake. But the first uh the first thing that we use is the the first test that we use is the Vito Russo test, which is based off of um a film historian, Vito Russo, who um did a lot of research on queer film. Um, and it follows three separate rules. One is that the um the movie has to have queer identifying characters. Two is that the the queer characters have to have um, personality traits other than being queer, um, and three that the um, that the queer characters cannot be removed from the film and change the film's plot significantly. So um, I would say that this movie passes with flying colors. That it definitely has all three of those things. Um, do you want to do the other one, Deb? Sure. Okay. Let's see if I can do it. Character <laughs> movie night. We rate our movies based on the Kinsey scale. Zero being completely heterosexual and six being completely homosexual. They mention the Kinsey scale in this movie. They do. They do. Yeah. They do. Okay. So I would like to say, I'll give this a five. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, Todd, Wait, well, that's what Tracy Toms rates Todd at the end. She says yeah. she's a five. <laughs> Oh really? Mm. Yeah. Wait, what's the oh, scale geez. out of again? Sorry. Yeah. So, so the Kinsey scale is um, a scale that Doctor um, Alf- uh, I think it's Alfred, maybe wrong. Doctor Kinsey used to um, gauge homosexuality in, in um, men. It's kind of antiquated. It's more of a spectrum now. But um, zero is completely heterosexual, and six is completely homosexual. And Todd in the movie says, um, "I'd like to think I could be a three, which is bisexual." Mm-hmm. Um, but our and, rating scale we always say the gayer the better so yeah, like so depending on like it's basically six. just like out of five stars what would you give it yeah but it's out of six instead of five 
Gotcha. That's and all- we call it the Kinsey scale rating. <laughs> <laughs> we need a shtick. Come on. <laughs> I also, most of the time, I, a lot of the times I base it on how much I like the movie, but I also try to base it on how, um, how good the gay, like how good it was for gay people. So mm-hmm. like if I felt like it was a good portrayal of queer characters or not. So what do you, you two think then? Um, hmm. I think, well, the premise of the movie is like questioning gay, but also um, I think the character, <laughs> there were a lot, there was a lot of discussion around being queer, which um, is, it doesn't, you don't have to be like, just gay, I guess, and be like, I'm gay, blah, 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 and that'd be the whole movie. So, <laughs> five. Nice. Good. good I, 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 that's a really good point, Brendan. I do think that I let this movie get away with it because it was a different discussion, like, mm. compared to, like, Paul Simon or something else where it's like, mm-hmm. am I gay? I yeah. think I am. Yes, um, yes, yes. Um, but... Yeah, I kind of want to give it a six just because like it, it, it it like really did make me think and it made me be like, wow, how do I see relationships? And like, is it like how I really should see them or not? Um, Yeah. yeah, And I just think it was really just like very nuanced and very sensitive and and very well done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it a six. I okay. So that reminded me of a line in the movie. One of those fast lines. I had to pause. (laughs) Um, it, it, they were in the diner and it was Meg or whatever the uh, the yeah friends and her new boyfriend yeah um, and then who likes Todd, spanking yeah <laughs> Todd turns to Rory and is like he says rating something out of six and then she was like why would you rate it out of six and they just like move past that and that's based on the Kinsey scale then right yeah 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 uh-huh. okay it's I, definitely I, a re- re- um, recurring subject in the movie which I thought was fun. Well, thank you so much for coming on here, Brendan. Yes, um, thank you. I don't, do you have anything you want to plug? Do you want to plug your social media or? Sure. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Bren F. Tran. Um, I mainly use Twitter. So if you want to follow me, I'll be there. Yeah. You can follow us at uh, Queer Movie Night on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow me um, at Peyton uh, Cody Lynch on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me, Deborah Duncan, on Facebook and Twitter and at Deborah D. Bag on Instagram. What's our next episode? Um, our next episode is a very, very special episode because we're going to meet Deb's wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're going to discuss. Okay, uh, we're going to discuss a Molly Shannon movie called Wild Nights with Emily. Yay! Wow. Yay. It's been a long time coming. been trying to get my woman on the show for a long time. So. <laughs> Talk about her like I she's walking in the room every episode. beg her. <laughs> I had to beg and plead and say, please, mama, please be on my podcast. And she said, fine, shut the fuck up. I'll do it. <laughs> no, she was much nicer than that. Oh, thank you so much, Brendan. This was so much fun. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You're the best, Brendan. You guys too. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yes. <gasps> thank Bye. you. Bye. 
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.